0: And welcome to the latest self isolation COVID 19 coronavirus podcast, Kings of Anglia style, from our respective isolation stations. My name is Mark Heath, I'm your host as ever. And with me, the three guys with the faces of the franchise, the most important players, the most valuable players to the Kings of Anglia. Don't shake your head, Hutchie. It's Hutch Hogan, Dr. Stuart Watson, and producer Ross Halls. How are you, all boys? Hutchie. You're wearing an excellent New York Jets. Other teams are available hoodie. How are you? Yeah, good. How? Most importantly, how is your key worker wife? How is she getting on in this in this time of national crisis? Um, yeah, she's she's the face of the franchise of yeah. this
1: house. Yeah. Um, no, she's doing good, doing excellent. good work. Is she having very very stressful days? Um, probably more stressful than than doing
0: these podcasts. Just saying <laughs> something absolutely yeah still crazy we get paid for this um dr watson you've taken time off the wards to come and record this how are you uh, i'm i'm okay yeah i'm all right thanks you got lots of ppe what's ppe personal protective equipment my friend you should know that as a doctor uh yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah i've yeah all of that you've got all of that and producer yep. ross informed us just before we started recording that he's got a headache a little bit peaky um (laughs) how are you Ross other than the headache which I can only assume is because your sugar intake has dropped remarkably since um working in the office
2: yeah pretty much and um I've been moved to the spare room Sasha was getting annoyed with my Ah. work stuff in the living room so she's chucked me into the spare room so I got a piano behind me so I'll have a piano later that's an unusual
1: unusual approach you've taken from the start there basing yourself in the living room and, and not not starting this process in the spare room.
2: It's yeah, because the spare room was basically full of junk, and basically Sasha spent most of this morning clearing that junk to say this oh. is where you're going to work from now on. Because she was getting annoyed.
0: That's nice. So she's cleared yeah. you a little office space here, Roscoe. Is
3: what she's yes, doing.
2: she has. She has. So yes, yeah, not bad.
3: Can you so, play uh, us anything on the keyboard, Ross?
2: Um,
3: oh. Oh. is it your keyboard?
4: No. Oh. I'm just if gonna answer,
3: play one. If the answer's no, then I just wanted to play it. Okay. Did
0: you hear that? Could you hear that? No. No. Oh there we go.
4: Yeah.
0: So you don't play it. Yeah. Who plays it then? Sasha plays it. No, I do as well. You do. Okay, cool.
2: But um let I'll give you give me give me another week and I'll uh, have a proper good live podcast. Uh,
0: Mozart's Mozart on
4: that sort right.
0: of yeah. Standard, that's that's all right, easy, excellent. With a little bit of a producer Ross spin, boys. So, we're all together. Hopefully, the rest of the KOA army out there are all fine and, and um, keeping isolated, staying safe, and all that sort of stuff. As Dr. Watson says, staying the fuck at home, um, don't go out unless you need to. Uh, obviously, normally this would be the mailbag podcast, but I want to start. There's a bit, been a bit of news this week, Ipswich town wise, which you can bring up to speed on first. Stewie, um, was it yesterday? I've totally lost track of days. It's like Christmas, isn't it? That Christmas period. Um, I think it was yesterday. Town announced that um, season tickets, basically payments are still being taken. And it also looks like a lot of the non-playing staff are going to be furloughed, as a lot of teams are doing. Just just bring us up to speed on that before we dive into the mailbag.
3: Yeah, exactly what you've just said, really. Um, They will become one of the latest clubs. They're quite advanced in um, furloughing the vast majority of the off-field staff. Um, which is obviously becoming a talking point across football and society at the moment about football clubs in general needing to take money from the government when they're such multi-million-pound in, in a multi-million-pound industry. Mm. So I'm sure everyone's got their own own thoughts on that. Um, I think it's a it's a bigger stick to beat the Premier League clubs with. Than it is perhaps for for Ipswich in in League One and, and below where you you are more reliant on gate receipts um, and less reliant on the TV money um, which is a big part of all of this isn't it um, and then season tickets they've taken it was obviously it was the first of the month yesterday so um, the April payments for those have come out obviously Ipswich are one of a few clubs that do. 12 month interest-free direct debit just to spread the cost of your season ticket. So had you paid up front at the start of the season, Ipswich would have your money anyway for the season. Um, So the fact that at the moment, the plan is still to finish the season and to finish it in front of supporters. They're kind of in a position really where they, they had to kind of take that money. And I know it's a difficult situation because there will be some people that, that desperately need that money at the moment. Um, but Ipswich have taken their directive from the EFL, and I can understand their position on it at the moment. Um, until we know exactly what's going to happen with this season, they they kind of had to take that payment.
1: They have said there in their statement, haven't they, that if if something happens to the season and it gets changes changed or shortened, voided, whatever happens, that they'll look at it in terms of rebate, then potentially. So I, I think I think they've probably probably done all they can there there really.
0: Um, am I right in saying, to you that although the, the people who go out on furlough, the, the non-playing staff, obviously that drops to eighty percent of their wage, but Marcus is going to make up the, the difference, isn't he? So they yep. are essentially getting a, a, a paid holiday, full on full on full pay. So yeah,
3: they'll be they'll be on full pay. Um, that's yeah. what that's what I've been told that Marcus will will top up that eighty percent, and not only will he top up that eighty percent if there are off-field staff that are above the the threshold of two and a half thousand pound max is what, what the government are going to pay to if they earn above that From their 80 percent mark Marcus will top that up as well so he's going to ensure in short that that everybody remains on 100 percent pay over the coming uh, weeks which um not all employers will be doing so um
0: you have to applaud him on that mm. how do we feel generally boys it's a sign of the times of course now that terms like furloughing and self-isolation are uh, part of the national vocabulary, which no one would have ever used at the start of 2020. But how do we feel about teams in the Premier League, particularly the likes of Spurs and Norwich, um, doing the same thing in the Premier League when they've got players on ridiculous amounts of money and yet it's the the non-playing staff that appear to be suffering there? How do we feel about that, Hutchie?
1: Um, I think it just shows how complicated football finance has become and contracts and things like that how how complicated that has become and what what is ahead and how complicated what is ahead is as well because I think there's an issue with maybe furloughing football players would because of the fixed term nature of their contracts and things like that it would potentially legally amount to a breach of contract which means that Let's use Norwich as an example. They've got football players in there like Max Ahrens, um, Ben Godfrey, who have been talked about as being £50 million assets to the football club. Um, maybe there's the potential for them to become free agents, which once this is all over would maximise their earning potential. So it's very, it's very difficult for football clubs, but I completely understand why there would be people looking in on that situation and, and thinking that it's it simply... Simply isn't right, but um, yeah, it's not, for me, it just highlights just how complicated unpicking this from a financial perspective is for the the whole of football, and and how how much finance is at the centre of this game now, rather than um, rather than twenty two blokes kicking kicking the ball about.
3: Hmm. Not a good look for football in general, is it at the moment? I think there will be obviously as you've touched upon, reasons why they're not doing it for the playing side of things at the moment. They're getting advice from the PFA, um, agents, TV people, everyone will be having their say behind the scenes. I'm sure it's far more complicated than, than we know. But in general, looking at the, judging the mood of the, the public at the moment on social media, it's not a great look for football at the moment. Uh, I just think it kind of in, in these extraordinary times, just doesn't quite sit right with people that that football in general is getting government aid taxpayers money at a time where there's a there's silly money sloshing about in the game and even down to, to league one level there's still a vast gap between what what your average player earns and your average man on, on the street earns and it just doesn't feel quite right does it at the moment um so it's going to be interesting it, it how football kind of navigates these choppy waters and, and whether it leaves a few scars in terms of fans' relationship with the game in general. I don't know.
0: Mm. I see Nor- uh, Norwich in particular had a little reverse ferret today, didn't they? When they um, obviously they've, they've been criticised and they've suddenly this morning come out and said, "Well, we're going to do- donate 200 grand towards various things um, coming from the players and, and the management team." So clearly some PR uh, spin being being done there. Before we get onto the mailbag, um, Hutch, I just want to talk to you a little bit more about. James Norwood because you spoke to him earlier in the week um you talked to him uh, kind of about obviously his first season at town and just how bad that injury was um just just fill the people in on that
1: yeah I, well i think we we all known that he's had groin trouble for the majority of the season but i don't think we quite realized how much that was impacting him he was he's he's saying it dates back to to September, the real trouble. Although it was a it was a kind of a, an injury that had been lingering for for some time before that as well. But um, he's talking about playing at fifty percent for much of the season, um, taking tablets, injections. He, he used the expression "trying to get lucky" um, in time for Saturday, kind of on a weekly a weekly basis with the cocktail a cocktail of uh, pills and injections um, to try and get right because of largely that initial groin groin operation they had in oct- early October. He's obviously now nursing a second one, which he had in April, and that really does sound like it was the only real option for him by mm. that by that point.
0: It's always a cocktail, isn't it, when everyone's taking more than one drug. It's always a cocktail mm-hmm. of drugs. Did you get to speak to him at all about how he's finding self-isolation, Hutchie, him and his 19 dogs, or whatever they are? Well he's only got two of the five with him at the moment. The other three are um,
1: elsewhere currently um, but he's a very social animal so I'm mm. not sure that I'm not sure that isolation life is really for him. Um, when I spoke to him he'd been on his own for he hadn't seen another human for about a week and was going a bit mad. He'd recently invested in the new Disney streaming service and had completed that. Um, yeah, yeah. Netflix is done um he's been doing all the kind of social media challenges that are out there are quite did you see his um did you see his one to eleven his isolation squad thing that was no,
4: quite
1: it, uh, it. that was quite amusing Watch that mark you'll I think you'll quite appreciate that his dog <laughs> got invo- his dog got involved um, to to um produce one of the one of the center halves
0: yeah who no, uh, used to play for QPR. He's the sort of guy I can imagine doing kind of almost experiments on himself in self-isolation, maybe putting on a, an American football helmet and running into walls just to see <laughs> what kind of, how big a dent he can make, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we can't
1: rule it out. On that slight yeah. note, actually, there's a, there was a rugby player that I used to, uh, y- you, I think he used to do a column with our newspaper when I was covering rugby called Neil Best, yeah. Irish Irishman. He lived out in the he lived out in the countryside and was a bit of a like rugby folk can be a bit of a country gent, and he used to call himself um, the naughty vet. um, (laughs) Okay, Okay. involved kind of perhaps roadkill and other animals and and other such other such things happening, but that's that's rugby for you.
0: before we move on i must also um, say thank you for the recommendation of this country we've um we've been been watching that and it's been tremendous we're almost at the end of the uh the third series now um it's been
1: okay
0: really isn't it yeah it's, I like it. Right. it's very much a nod to the office in there isn't it, it really yeah the fact that the curtain is basically a, a carbon copy of gareth from the office um but yeah it's good so if you're looking for stuff to add to your isolation there's definitely Watch that! Um, I'm hearing a lot about this Mad Tiger King thing as well on Netflix, and obviously Sunderland till I die is out yesterday, was it? I've lost. Watch first half of that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Roscoe, you've watched it as well. Is it good, Sunderland till I die?
2: Yeah, watched three episodes so far. And yeah. You were, it's, uh, you were saying Jimmy Walker's in there. The town. Jim Walker. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Holy. Uh, yeah. Sees a penalty go against him, <laughs> um, and then someone a nice little cameo with jaffa cakes which i thought was a nice little musing bit so yeah. <laughs> That's add that in.
0: yeah yeah right then should we um should we get on to mailbag actually last week when we did this mailbag pod i realized that i didn't ask you to sing the song which meant we denied the listeners slash viewers on youtube from seeing your face um and how how delighted you are when you do the mailbag song so would you be willing to do that for us live today i'll
1: do that for you mark
0: excellent which which
1: key would you like it in? Uh, G
0: minor. Yep, <laughs> yep, we got that one. Yeah. Mailbag,
1: mailbag. It's time for Mark, Candy, stew and Rust to dip into the mailbag.
0: Stuart Watson. There we go. We're up and running. Right then, the first question in this week's mailbag comes from Harvey Davis friend of the show, the sweet Welsh Prince, number four, I think he is. Harvey kicks us off with a football question, which is interesting. Um, He says, with Norris returning to Wolves this summer, and it being unlikely we'll re-sign him, is there a shout for Harry Wright to be number two next season? Clearly highly thought of. Roscoe, I'm coming to you on this first, because you've probably seen most of Harry Wright. Harry Wright is the backup goalkeeper. How comfortable would you be with that?
2: Uh, he's He's been injured for most of this season, so... Uh I think he's still too very raw, really. Yeah. He's still young, really. Um but then when when are you ready? You know, goalkeeper is a weird situation because goalkeepers can go on until they're forty. But um I think he's definitely got ability, but I don't know if he's ready just yet to play back up possibly. I don't know. I think he needs a nice little loan spell out for a season somewhere. So we've got a piss check. What's no, how'd you
0: say it? Oh, piss check?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's you've nailed
0: it, Shibek. Shibek. Now, piss check is a, is like a drugs test, my friend. Oh, oh.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he, you know, he's he's still possibly he could be a second choice, maybe. He hasn't really had an opportunity to play. He, you know, of course, played in that uh, Peterborough game in the EFL Trophy, so maybe he's looking, maybe being second choice. Wait and see.
0: Shibek, Um, boys, Harry Wright is number two. Float your boat. um difficult to say because i haven't seen
3: seen loads of him or shibek to be honest um, P- ross is probably right they probably both could do with a a good decent loan spell very young as goalkeepers the only thing is it depends from an ipswich point of view if they want if the funds are better spent elsewhere and you kind of you go with them as a, as a backup and decide that rather than go out and plough more money into a senior loan or signing of a, a backup goalkeeper, that those that money can be used better elsewhere.
0: Okay, moving on, Nigel G. Friend of the
4: show. Stay at home. He's doing good, good stuff
0: with his fish. <laughs> Number nine, I think Nigel is. He says, Are there any new skills/slash hobbies that the Koa lads are working on whilst in isolation? And he says, I'm worried about this next question. Are these skills that can be demonstrated on the video pod? E.g. Stu playing bagpipes, Hutchie Morris dancing. Hashtag please stay at home. Are you, have you um, taken this time in isolation to add a new skill to your considerable bows, boys?
1: No new skills, but I've got a, I've bought something new. That yeah. I, uh, can I can I show you? Yes. Wait there.
0: What is that what is what that it's very sexual any it hold it up to the camera is it, is it a massager yep ah okay I thought it was a sex toy sorry <laughs> like a back scratcher. No. <laughs> <laughs> back scratcher Back scratcher. Don't rub it all over your face
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's great is it like a vibrating thing
1: yep yeah, it's, ma- it's a massager
0: yeah is it good it's amazing (laughs) absolutely amazing where did you find that what made you want to buy that is that something you've always coveted um i bought it for my wife
1: really but she's barely used it okay i however yeah i'm all over it it's great
3: whenever we stop at service stations on the way back from long journeys you can guarantee that andrew warren will part with a pound and sit in one of those um,
1: black leather the massage master. chairs yeah he loves them are they any good yeah are they i, I had a really good one in bremen airport in um three season <laughs> i think you joined me didn't you Stu?
4: yeah
1: they're good
3: but they're, there is a part about two-thirds of the way through it kind of goes up and down your back uh does a bit of vibrating and then it gets to a slightly disconcerting bit where what i can only describe is sort of a mild anal probe kind of happens <laughs> where just this sort of um, thing just kind of goes up and up and down in your arse region for a little while and it's um yeah,
4: yeah
0: I don't... it only costs a pound that sounds like a steal to me yeah <laughs> give them a go yeah um yeah. ross obviously we know you're learning to play the piano various concertos and symphonies Stu, yes. is there anything you're working on new skills wise uh no i haven't really had time been uh just been doing loads of loads of journalism and that really <laughs>
3: <of> writing, <laughs>
0: journalism. fair enough how is the um how's the homeschooling going by the way i know obviously i is not actually old enough for school yet but i assume you're doing some kind of child wrangling most of the day
3: uh ask my wife um okay. i i made the fatal error of telling her not really changed that much has it you know with what we're doing and um that
0: got short shrift yeah <laughs> not a so, popular suggestion no so. Uh, Matt Lee wants to know, if you could invite any three people to a dinner party, who would you invite and why? And then he also asks, who do you think would win one honey badger sized Paul Lambert or one Paul Lambert sized honey badger? Now, the the second question, that's obviously going to be a Paul Lambert sized honey badger. The honey badger, even at its small size, can take down lions and scare off snakes and other predators. So one that's Paul Lambert sized is going to fuck people up. Um. Dinner party-wise, three people you're invited to a dinner party. Who, who are they? That's horribly irresponsible,
1: inviting people round. Oh, it's true. Moment.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it'd yeah. have to be like this,
1: wouldn't it? You can't. You, yeah, you could have like a virtual dinner. Should we have a virtual dinner party? Mm. Who are you inviting? Um, probably you three, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you say the nicest things. Stewie, who are you inviting?
3: Oh, Muhammad Ali,
0: yeah, good one.
3: Stolen him from you straight away,
0: yeah,
3: he'd be quite compelling, I reckon. Um, go oh, track some more names out there.
0: Who Nelson Mandela,
3: yeah,
0: I'd have him. Uh, probably Bill
3: Clinton would be interesting, I reckon. Nelson Mandela's good at self isolation, isn't he?
0: <laughs> Very good. Yes, yeah. Um, Hutch, are you inviting your mate Tommy Robinson round? That, need,
1: that <laughs> needs so much more context than you've, than you've provided. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to comment any further on what you've just said there. Um, first person I'd have is Dave Benson Phillips.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: He'd be a good one. Um, he, it's just the kind of uplifting, uplifting character that you need yeah. right now. So I'd yeah. have him... And probably the two
0: twins from Funhouse. (laughs) (laughs) What a dinner party that would be. I'd like that invite, please. Roscoe, how about you? Bring a youthful perspective on this. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Yes. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh, The Crater of
2: Jaffa Cakes. Mr. Mr. Jaffa Cakes.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, Jizza. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) bringing some sick beats with him as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. one of the members from Free a Kind.
0: What? Uh, we could do baby cakes,
2: baby cakes, discos, and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, and and my my boy D
0: MacDonald, as well. Of course, <laughs> an eclectic <laughs> mix. Um, yeah. Peter Dewey House, who whose name I love saying, and also often brings the fire with questions. What if you could say a sentence that the whole world could hear? What would you say? <laughs> I think I think the doctor has already coined this sentence. The whole world should hear, which is "stay the f at home," isn't it? That's what we want the world to hear.
1: Right now, yeah,
0: yeah. But would
1: the world be listening? Lots of people are saying that.
0: Well, true. What else would you be saying then? Um, I'd be I'm, saying. Sorry, carry on.
1: No, no, you've got something. Called. I was thinking aloud. You
0: go. I'd be saying, make sure you hit subscribe on your various podcast providers. Give us <laughs> a five star review on iTunes um, and follow us on social media, Kings of Anglia on social media. Thank you very much. The world. How,
1: how many followers do you reckon we'd get if you, if the whole world heard you say that? How many people
0: would, would heed your, heed your advice and do it? Probably about four billion, I'd imagine. That'd be good for us, wouldn't it? It would do good business, wouldn't it? Um, George Lee wants to know, what is Brenna Woolley really like? Every manager seems to have an issue with him, but he comes across all right to me. Is he a BBC robot or a real person? (laughs) Stewie, your best mate (laughs) with Brenna, what's he like? Brenna's a top, top
3: man. I've (laughs) got uh, so much time for Brenna Woolley. We go out for our regular curries. Um, I see that, I don't always get to hear his commentary because obviously we're watching the games, but I see... The, the general thing that's thrown at him is that he, get, he gets too excited about the opposition scoring. I just think he's. A, you've got to remember that Brenner came on board in the first season after relegation, so he's, he's not had a great deal to get excited about over time. You listen back to some of his commentary of some excited moments back then during the sort of the, the Royal era and the Arsenal game and stuff like that. He gets excited about Ipswich. He cares about Ipswich, trust me. He's barely missed a game in about more than a decade 15 plus years he, he cares about ipswich so um yeah he's a good he's a good man isn't he andy
1: lovely man i i, I rang him yesterday actually because i missed him because that's that's a man that will make you smile when the when uh when things are a bit tough lovely yeah.
0: lovely joke he's got a um a voice like a golden molasses absolutely dripping with sugar and flavor and <laughs> Does he is that is that a voice that he kind of switches into in commentary mode, or does he always sound like that? No, I think it, it, he's very
1: very true to
0: yeah
1: to what what he's really like in it in in like in life. He's got he's is a really nice accent, a very because he's from the northeast. Mm. It's a very it's but it's very soft and um, warm, fuzzy, welcoming.
0: I remember years ago, I interviewed John Motson over the phone, and it really freaked me out hearing John Motson saying normal things, but in John Watson's voice. Like, hello, how are you? <laughs> like, it sounded like football commentary, everything he said. It was tremendous.
3: I had the same with Mark Lawrenson. I had to interview him over the phone once. Yeah. It's
0: really strange. It's crazy. Um, Paul M., one of our most famous followers, Maka, yet to be proven as the real Maka, but um, we can only take his word for it. Uh, what song from history do you most wish you wrote? He says, hope every well, everyone is doing well and staying safe. Love from the greatest musician to ever grace this planet. Maka Kiss. Thanks, thanks, Maka. Roscoe, this seems like one you should take the lead on. Which song do you wish you wrote from history?
4: Uh,
2: uh, baby Cakes, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's, not, that's barely a song. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe?
4: Yeah, hopefully. good one
2: um wonder wall maybe i'll
0: tell you what you want is is you want an absolute christmas classic is what you want yeah you keep you, the royalties coming in every year so if you if you've written like um the slade one merry christmas uh any other christmas bangers that you hear mariah carey all that sort of stuff that I would was, be one.
3: i was gonna go down that route but i'm gonna yeah. up the ante yeah, I want, I want happy birthday. I want to. I want to have written happy birthday. Is there someone somewhere who gets royalties for that? Apparently so. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wow. yeah, I googled it quickly because I saw that come in on mailbag. Apparently that is the song with the most royalties ever. I don't know where they're going. Apparently it was two, two women who were um, like nursery teachers, or one was like a, in America, one was a principal of a, a kindergarten. Yeah, and, uh, her sister did some music, and the two of them converted a a song, a tune of a, a song to uh, to Happy Birthday, and that apparently is the origins of the song.
0: There
4: so that's
3: that's the one I want. That's getting you the big bucks, isn't it?
0: That is bringing in always learning. You what? Sorry, always learning here. Always we? learning, exactly. Edutainment's what we're all about. Roscoe, this is another one for you. FPL Tractor should Ipswich women. Sue the FA over the voided nineteen twenty season. Uh no. <laughs> what is the mood no. like in the in the Ipswich Women camp? Because obviously they were storming towards promotion. They just had a historic run in the FA Cup, and now none of it actually happened, according to the history books. Uh it,
2: it happened. The season happened. There is, you know, proof and documents that said it happened. But of course, the FA. I think they're more. I think they're disappointed because. How the season's gone very well, but they understand that at the end of the day, life is more important. And like at our level as well, you know, tier four, you know, there's not there's no money on the line in terms like that's not their their lives and stuff like that. In terms of like they've got real jobs mm. that are playing football, so it's sort of like it's disappointing that hopefully they maybe can change stuff, maybe because we're top of the league and by like game by points we could possibly no one else could really catch us really so i don't know they may they may change it maybe i don't know it's just a weird situation it's a strange but, one yeah but Hutchley. i don't yeah suing
0: not, not no no suing <laughs> no suing um Hutchley. while ross was answering that for those watching on the video it looked like you took a swig of mouthwash what are you drinking oh no that is just a glass of water but it's
1: tinted the bottom ah. of the glass is tinted okay it's just water Looks like just, an exa- just an example of the, um, the classy, classy uh, glasses we have here.
0: Ah, very swish, at, at Casa del Warren. Uh, Martin Code. Does anyone know more of the background behind Kieran Dyer leaving the club? He's clearly passionate about town, so it seems unlikely he'd willingly leave without being pushed. And if he was, why? Stuart, you're another one of your top football friends. Is Kieran Dyer? Is there What, what can we say about him leaving town? I
3: assume he means here leaving as the uh... I think that's probably up to Kieran to decide whether how much he wants to say about that. That the lot the, the, a big part of it was that he wanted to seek a fresh challenge. He wanted to get into to the senior side of coaching and he he's gone away. I don't think people realise how, how big a student of the game he is. He, he came into the office, didn't he, a few weeks back and was telling us about how he'd been over to, to Anderlecht and shadowed Vincent Company um, and learnt a lot there after he'd left Ipswich. And, um, so I just wanted to go off and see, see other sides of the game. He'd done some bits and pieces with the England youth teams on, on invite o- over the last few years. Um, I know recently after... Chris Hogg went up to Newcastle. They they had a chat with him about maybe coming back, but weren't able to to reach a um an agreement over that, which which was a shame. But um don't don't rule it out, Kieran coming back. But he's he's ambitious. He wants to get into uh he wants to get into the senior game and he wants to get into management, be that as uh, somebody's assistant or um outright on his own. And um, the more I hear from him, I'm I'm impressed with what
0: he's doing. I should also mention, of course, on the Kieran tip the Kings of Anglia um, special that Mike Bacon, the big porker himself, did with Kieran, um, I think last week. That's out there now for you to listen to. Mike's chatting with Kieran about his, his all-time top town team and also how he's getting on in isolation. So go back and, and listen to that if you've not. Um, Dylan simply says, the best pod around, lads. Accurate, Dylan, correct. Um, he says, I'm curious, what order do you rate these four hot drinks in? Tea, coffee, hot chocolate, bovril. I'll start coffee, tea, ideally Earl Grey, uh, hot chocolate, and then Bovril, very much bottom of the list. Hot I know Bovril would be a contender for number one for you, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not taking it, though. I, I'd go hot chocolate because of the versatility. Yeah. Bovril is very much when you need a salty shot. Um, but I'll put it second. <laughs>
4: when and, you and, need a and, salty um, shot, <laughs>
1: No you just don't know what you, you don't know what you're missing sometimes <laughs> you, just, you do need it so I go hot chocolate Bovril coffee and then I'm teas unranked
0: because it's just like brewed mould in a cup <laughs> So I've only got a top 3 You know last week we talked about rebranding Marmite maybe that's the, that's what Bovril needs the um, the slogan for when you need a salty shot Yep that could be something they take forward Stewie what about you Um
3: different drinks for different needs like you say it's it's all about the occasion sometimes you need you need a nice warm bovril of a, a cold night watching watching football in december or something but in general the the original order they were read out in tea coffee hot chocolate bovril fair play done
2: additional roscoe tea tea number one hot chocolate i don't really drink coffee coffee so It's got to be Bovril next, and then, yeah, coffee's got to be last because I don't drink coffee, so.
4: How are you
0: doing? Because in the office, you drink about 14 cups of tea a day, uh, mostly made by me. (laughs) How are you doing at home in in isolation? Is Sasha working overtime, getting you tea every every minute? No, no, I've been making my own teas,
2: but I've run out of tea bags, so I'm going to need to go to the shops and get an
0: essential tea bag. That is essential for you. Yeah. Tea and Jaffa Cakes side note on the drink uh, drink question, if anyone ever tells you that water is their favourite drink, get in the sea, get in the sea those people guy
1: will um, go I love water <laughs> <laughs> best
4: definitely not the not thing
0: not, I drink most of it's not your favourite drink though surely be up there uh, get in the sea like, then like, like Gareth Southgate made,
1: which is made of water <laughs> James Galk and a salty
0: shot that is
1: the
0: C. <laughs> James Gulk. Um, this is one for Gulk. This is one for either you or uh, or Hutchie, Suey. He says, as I have a vested interest, can you please give a Top Gear style review of the Scarlet Lady? What does he mean by vested interest? Does he know Big Bad Bazaar? I don't know. The Scarlet Lady, then. How would you describe it in Top Gear style?
3: Well, the, the best thing about the Scarlet Lady is the... Um, the button that makes the the boot go up and down sort of automatically in a robotic fashion that that never gets boring
1: closely followed by the heated seats which are which are which i find really quite useful um
3: i've always referred to it as the reverse tardis so it looks massive from the outside but then when you get in it it's it's very cramped um Andy suffers from that the most because our driver, Barry Kent, is not the tallest gentleman, but he, he does like quite the relaxed uh, driving position, which ends up with with Andy's knees up around his, his
1: ears. <laughs> it's almost horizontal, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and, but all in all, it serves us well. Um, and he's managed to keep the cream leather interior clean um which others might not do fair play to him on that it
3: also has about six different um driving modes uh, like off-road and it has like really specific ones like desert mode and
4: uh,
3: (laughs) various different things there's all pictures of the different terrain that you take it on none of which will ever get used um we should have done all of that in some sort of jeremy clarkson voice shouldn't we but I don't
0: know if I've got that in my locker. No, I'm not. I can't say I'm a big fan of Clarkson anyway. Uh, and now officially not on top here, of course. Um, Alex Herbert says, The fact that Mark has never tried Marmite has been playing on my mind during the lockdown. Instead of the next world record attempt, how about we get Mark trying the yeast, the yeasty nectar, he calls it. Good name. We'll see. I don't know if um, if Marmite is, is still in shops and whether that can be classed an essential item. So I'll have to see before next Monday. Um, King, I mean, Arthur,
1: If you're in the shop, you are allowed to buy it. It's not, you don't have to. Walk, if you're doing a shop, you are allowed to buy it. Oh, i aware totally
0: well of that, my friend. I just wonder if there's maybe been a run on it, being as it seems to be this, this kind of elixir of life that, that people are, are massive fans of. Um, we'll see. King Arthur Pickthorne wants to know if you were given a free Ipswich Town season ticket, where exactly would you want your seat to be and why?
3: Um, well I we're obviously very privileged to watch football matches generally from some of the best seats in the house and I I do prefer to watch games from on the halfway line up pretty high because I just think you get a better tactical perspective of games from there but if someone was giving me a free season ticket I would probably go back to being in the thick of where all the fun is and just being in the in the lower north stand and and reconnecting as a fan and joining in the chants and having having a bit of fun and having a beer at half-time. It's been a long time since I've been able to do that. So that's what I'd go for.
0: Hutchie and Roscoe, you both were, have been season ticket holders, but if you have given a free season ticket, whereabouts would you want it? Roscoe? Uh, on my old seat, maybe yeah, in the North Stand. Yeah. I mean, yeah?
2: Just get my old seat back, pretty much. Or sit near my nan. She, she
3: She's in a co-op
2: stand, so I'll sit next to her
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah. How
3: old How old is your nan, Ross? She's still going to the games. Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. How's she doing in
2: this in this crisis we're in, Roscoe? Is She okay? Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, she's just keeping isolated. Um, my sister's been doing her uh, shopping for her and leaving them, you know, leaving it on the doorstep and stuff and uh, neighbors and stuff. But yeah, she's doing all right. She's just just bored. Yeah. She just she just rings my mum up like three times a day just to have a chat. What's What's her <laughs> name? Give her a shout out.
0: Doreen. Go on, Doreen. Get in.
4: Um,
0: Archie, what about you? Free season ticket at town. Where is it going to be? Um,
1: can my dad have one as well?
0: Of course, yeah. Yeah, but I'll go back to where we used to
1: watch football from when I when I was young, um, which is still where I kind of picture things happening from, if that yeah. makes sense, which is what well, is now the co-op stand, Block L, Row L, Seat 10, and that's where that's where I'd go with my dad.
0: Very nice. There you go, Arthur. Uh, for and, me, my and
1: my brother, crucially. Yeah. Big Chris. Getting a, getting a bit greedy now, aren't you?
0: He can pay for his. Yeah. Uh, mine, obviously, would have to be in the director's box, I'd imagine. Those sort of people I should be moving those kind of circles. Um, ideally heated seats, drinks, oh, service. The dugout. Oh, the dugout would be tremendous, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, we've got a couple more questions left, boys. Andy War- uh, Roberts has got a couple wants to know first of all what's your favorite holiday destination start with you suey
3: Any, anywhere at the moment to be honest <laughs> outside of this house would be nice um greek islands yeah some good, various different greek islands uh, i've had some good holidays there yeah
0: have you been Kefalonia? yeah that's beautiful isn't it
3: yeah it's one of the ones it's been a while since i've been there but that was one of the ones that's kind of retained it's um it's not not too commercial it's retained some of its sort of proper greek charm about it that that would be up there in terms of the, the various islands roads as well roads old town
0: nice actually you've you've as we've frequently uh, mentioned you've traveled boy where would your this is going to be obviously left field from you where's your holiday destination of choice
1: Um, Probably go Belarus at the moment. They sound like they're having an absolute ball over there, rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly.
0: Have you seen what the Belarus
1: Prime Minister has been coming out with? No. There's absolutely no kind of lockdown, no social distancing, nothing. He played in a ceremonial ice hockey match on Sunday night and declared that because they were inside, basically in a big fridge, they would be absolutely fine. And that is where they'll beat the virus with indoor
0: ice hockey amazing Podmer. well vodka will do it is he is he is he serving as a consultant to trump as well by the sound of it he may, may well be um <laughs> if
1: you can find a little if i'd urge you to watch the video of him doing the ice hockey it's absolutely staggering the, wow. the approach that they're taking um but any basically actually it would be anywhere anywhere uh in scandinavia please
0: scandy of course scandy andy roscoe favorite holiday destination where are you going yeah.
1: Um,
2: I enjoyed Switzerland. I've been to Switzerland twice, and I enjoyed it. Um, expensive, but
0: I lo- love the chocolate and love the sausages. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you've got you've got the be- you've got the beautiful scenery, the incredible kind of skiing, and all that sort of stuff. But you're going for the chocolate and the sausages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Switzerland famous
1: for its sausages? On the street. We hear about stocks and stocks <laughs> and banking.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sausages I had on the streets were good. <laughs> Believe that, man.
0: Make of that what you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, and Italy, of course. And Italy, of course.
0: Yeah, man. Italy would definitely be up there for me. I absolutely love Venice when we went. I um, want to do a lot more of Italy. And also the Caribbean. The Caribbean's beautiful. St Lucia. Amazing um, if you get a chance to go there. Lots of nice rum and cigars. Um, another one from Andy just wants to know, if you could travel back in time... Which sporting event would you most want to go and watch?
3: Did we do this one once on the
0: podcast before? And I can't remember what There's I some, answered. I think someone asked if you go back in time, what event would you most want to cover? Um, but in terms of watching, I would I would say something like the uh, probably the Rumble in the Jungle, George Foreman Muhammad Ali, 1974, maybe the the world title the world heavyweight title fight between uh, Jack Johnson and the Great White Hope, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, back in like 1912. Uh, and also probably the Joe Lewis, Max Schmeling fight, um, which is kind of the fight during the, the period where we're about to enter the Second World War. And Joe Lewis, obviously, um, for once, black man carried the, the hopes of a nation on his back from America and he knocked out Max Schmeling, having previously lost to him, knocked him stone cold. That would have been awesome to see. Um, so, it'd be my three.
1: How about you boys? I'd go to the Euro ninety six semi final. Yeah. I'd tell I'd tell Gareth to go the other way. Well, we, we, can't, we can't change it. the course of history here, is that? I could have a word though. If I I could have a little word, couldn't I? That's just, a good point. Yeah. Just have a little word and say, or to either Gareth or Terry Venables, either put someone else on it or Gareth, go the other way, mate. It'll, be, it'll work out much better for you.
0: That's a good one, That's actually. That was a tremendous occasion, wasn't it? I, I think I've seen, actually, the BBC going to start reshowing Euro 96, aren't they? Yeah, Dang. that should be fun. Yeah. Stewie, what about you?
3: Um, talked about, like, the Bodyline series in cricket or just something that was, like, changed the course of sport at the time. Do you know what I mean? Or, or Tiger Woods in his pomp. One of the one of his
0: sort of early masters wins during that period. Oh, there. the '97 one where he's 21 under. Yeah, First on the scene. Everyone's like, Jesus! He, he literally changed the sport overnight. Something like that. that have was... you seen? Have you seen that Tiger
1: and Phil Mickelson are getting going to get it on soon? Even yeah. even during this crisis, they're going to go play yeah. a round of golf together and be mic'd up for the whole thing. Yeah. Have you seen who's playing with them, Mark? Uh, Tom Brady, isn't it? Yeah, and Peyton Manning. That just sounds dreadful. <laughs> it'd be fascinating to, as long as they're mic'd up, it'd be more interesting to hear what they talk about, I think, than the, actual they, did that the, first time, than the actual.
0: they did when they played the first time and they, they were mic'd up. And the, the chat was just inane bollocks. It was just really dull. Because neither of them are very interesting. And obviously are aware they're mic'd up. So they're not, it's not like they're they're saying anything they want to be um keeping a secret, sort of thing. So
1: um I didn't really- they've done it already.
0: Yeah, Phil beat him the first time round. Um, dominated him, I seem to think. Roscoe, what about you? Sporting event? Uh, an, e- an easy one. The World Cup, you know,
2: when England won it in 1966. Easy mm. one. but um, I'll Maybe go back to my wrestling fandom. Maybe yeah. um, nine ninety-seven.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, no.
1: What? The hell in the cell?
2: Yeah. Mankind. Chucked off the cell.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty mad. That was crazy. Um, just dot the eyes and cross the T's on the old one of on mine. Um, Jack Johnson fought James Jeffries, um, or Jim Jeffries, uh, in that that famous, um, world heavyweight title fight back in 1912. A brilliant book about Jack Johnson called Unforgivable Blackness, which I'd highly recommend about him as a kind of transcendent sporting figure. Obviously, the first uh, black heavyweight champion of the world, and also very very interesting guy final question comes from mr game day the self-appointed mr game day thomas seggins uh wearer of a fine pair of gloves and also roscoe you did a little my otfc story with him this week as well didn't you which is available to watch on our facebook page uh, T Seggs wants to know you get to go to a concert you get vip meet and greet front row all that stuff which singer band etc would you choose and why <clears throat>
4: Hmm.
1: Hmm. i don't like music <laughs> right. dead, dead, is it dead or alive it just
0: says any concert so anyone you're going to go to a dead or alive concert yeah that's pretty that's pretty weak <laughs> <laughs> um i like the
2: gone to them you know that live aid when queen performed yeah. I that would have been cool yeah it's a great at show at wembley that would have been really good
3: you're getting to meet a lot of people there as well. I like your thinking. Yeah, because you've got to think of the amount of big stars they had there in their pomp as well. I'm just uh. thinking about the potential for if you're getting to meet them, or like potential to get invited to some sort of after party afterwards. So you can either go down the attractive females route, yeah, or you could just go for like Snoop Dogg or someone like that, and just that that'd be yeah that'd be fun afterwards, wouldn't it?
0: Absolutely, uh, Hachi. Even though you famously don't like music, where do you
1: go? I appreciate music. Um, I would. I'd go to a, an Oasis gig pre kind of serious Fallout. Nebworth. Nebworth. is
0: the one, surely.
1: The the obvious. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is something I wish I'd been at. My my pick would probably be uh, Woodstock the famous Jimi hendrix um appearance at woodstock where he, he uh ripped shit up that would have been a fun time man the um the celebrations backstage would have been interesting i'm sure um what kind of stuff was on offer backstage then okay boys that brings us to the end of mailbag um that's the show for another week uh, anything else you want to talk about before we head off I, um, no other business. I got some Jaffa cakes, triple pack, £1.25, pound twenty-five. Happy days. Ross's Ross's squids in. Now, I want to give a plug to something I did earlier this week, which is a unique tale of Ipswich Town during the Second World War, which I found really interesting. I, I looked at the last time football was shut down on math, which is obviously before the Second World War, and found out that Ipswich Town were the only club in that period not to kick a ball in that time. Um, there's a really interesting story behind it as well, so that's online now. Um, go and read that if you will because i found it interesting and hopefully you will too i've got some good feedback on that town used to play in blue and white stripes which i never knew
3: on that subject have you watched the english game on netflix yet it's about the the origins of football in 1890 whatever when it was like the tops from the old etonians playing against the sort of the working class sides from from the mills and stuff like that and Mm. uh you know, they're all herding the ball around the pitch in one one great big mass and how the Scots came down and kind of changed it into a passing game and stuff. So, uh, that's quite interesting. I've watched the first two of that.
0: But, yeah, loved your
3: piece. But, hefi have a read of that, people, if you haven't had a chance.
0: Well said, Stewie. Well said. Um, also, we should plug, a course, before we go, uh, tomorrow night, we're recording this, I'll be third day afternoon, tomorrow night, Friday, 7pm. Hutchie turns Quizmaster for a live Kings of Anger quiz on Twitter. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that, Hachi? Um, might be seven thirty. Okay. Gonna that, be seven thirty. Um,
1: because because of home life logistical reasons. But yes. um, yeah, the quiz about football. Mainly well, almost well, <clears> entirely about Ipswich Town. So please come because otherwise I'll just be wittering away on my own. Um
0: how do people get involved? Is it just through your through your Twitter or through Kings of Anglia Podcast Twitter or?
1: Uh, that well, not not mine. It's whether we do it through the podcast, Twitter, or the other one that's got four and up four thousand people following it. Maybe do it through that one.
0: To yeah. be confirmed. No.
1: We'll we'll yeah. let you know. Yeah,
0: we'll retweet keep,
1: that.
3: Right? Keep an eye out. Yeah. Drink drinks at six. <laughs> quiz at seven.
1: Brackets thirty.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Bring some snacks as well. Um, hopefully that'll go well, boys. Any other business before we head off? No other
2: business.
0: Nope. No other business. No other business. Okay. Well, as I've already said, um, obviously, in this time of, of national crisis, we hope that we are keeping you entertained with some normalcy in these twice weekly pods. Thanks for everyone who's um, got involved in Mailbag this week. As I've already said, also hit subscribe to your various podcast providers and leave us a five star review on iTunes. That's still important for us. As I say, I hope you are all well, keeping safe, washing those hands. Have a great weekend, and we'll speak to you again on Monday
4: crime to football, Brexit
0: to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com
4: slash channel slash archon.